Cultural Reset. I'm Maddie. And I'm Aurora. And we are the voice of a generation between two generations. We are so excited to have you guys this week. This might be my favorite episode that we have done um, to date. But we will have a special guest later, and that is the one and only A. Barty from Twitter. My 2017 self is screaming inside Same. of excitement. Um, she's probably like one of the first like Twitter celebs I followed in college, and I feel like she really gets it. Um, just kind of highly recommend. Highly recommend to all of my friends. Uh, so that'll be a little bit later. But before we do that, we're gonna get started with moments of the week. Maddie, anything fun, sad, happy, exciting to you this weekend? Week. This week has been. A literal dumpster fire. And when I say dumpster fire, I mean, literally, I got three separate notifications in one evening about three different dumpster fires all within a mile of me. Let's hear it. So I was like, I guess I'm next. The next day, I wake up. I have no internet. And I was like, well, I guess the cell phone tower caught on fire too. But I'm like, I can't Maybe get someone set it on fire because like, there's like that theory that it caused coronavirus. <laughs> like oh they burned God, in the England. 5G. Yeah, someone was yeah. like, we, let's just ruin everyone's day. So I have a meeting at 9 a.m. I have no internet. I can't get on. And I'm on the phone with the like internet company for like two hours. And they're finally like, oh, um, there's a service outage in your area. And I was like, well, when is it going to be fixed? They said 1 a.m. Well, I um, have a full-time job and I'm working remotely. So that's not going to work for me. But, you know. from our podcast life. So I was like, well, I guess I just can't um, really do my job today. Because 95% of it requires the internet. So I was just like sitting on my computer trying to do stuff. But I couldn't because, you know, there's no internet. And then they said it would be fixed by 1 a.m. 1 one thirty in the morning. I'm like, all right, let's check. It's still out. I call AT&T. And they're like, yeah, um, it looks like the internet's going to be fixed by 1 a.m. And I said, well, it's past 1 a.m. And they said, okay, well, it should be within 24 hours. I was like, 24 hours? I'm going to lose two full days of work this week? The, the, the world only exists on the internet right now. Like, what am I supposed to do? I, I can't go, like, sit in a coffee shop right now and do work. I was... You I was get probably, a two-day refund on your Wi-Fi bill. I was going to say, I'm like, can I get my uh, internet prorated for these couple of days and, you know, get that money back? I was so mad. This is probably, like, the most angry I've been in a while. There was one point I, like, didn't sleep last night. <laughs> I was just laying in bed angry because I was like, if the Wi-Fi is not on in the morning, what am I going to do? Also, Maddie and I, like, had our interview today, too, with A. Barty, and we were like, if she doesn't have Wi-Fi... Like, like what am I supposed to do? I don't have You're going to go sit in a Taco Bell parking lot so we can record this episode. I was like, I don't have enough data, but I was very angry. So anyway, I have internet now. <laughs> My week was good. I spent the week packing because... Drum roll, please. This is my lame attempt at a drum roll. I will be visiting Maddie this upcoming week. By the time this episode airs, you will be here. Yeah. And we will be doing a in-person recording. It's going to be our first one. Um, for those of you who don't know, like Maddie and I have been two different cities. We haven't seen each other since graduation. 
So we're taking all the COVID precautions. We both quarantined. Um, I think my favorite thing about uh, this year is that anytime anyone does anything, like anytime anyone posts on Instagram, they have to be like, disclaimer, like, don't worry. We wore masks the whole time. We took all the COVID precautions. Which we did. And I'm driving. I'm not flying. Um, So it's going to be good. We're very excited. Um, I have a bunch of masks. I have a lot. And Maddie has a (laughs) full of masks we can you know i got coordinate some with our n95s for you the good stuff i have some n95s i can give you so oh my god you're spoiling me i i know so i'll be hitting you up it'll be great um please dm us if you have any things you want to see from me and maddie we might hop on our instagram stories let's a go bit. we'll go instagram live and oh my uh, god we're not that annoying we'll we promise <laughs> there'll be i don't have the confidence to go live on instagram no I could have 10 million followers and I'd be like, I can't do it. I don't think you couldn't, you couldn't make me. Uh, if I see one more person go on Instagram live in 2020. Um, and they, I get notifications for it. I'm like, what made you I, think I, don't need to know. I care about this person in particular? It makes me like almost want to unfollow. When someone goes Instagram, I'm like, we can't be friends. Oh, have you ever accidentally joined an Instagram live? Yeah. And, and there's like, like, how like do I get one out? person. How do I get out? And then, oh my God, one time I joined one and they were like, oh, hey, Maddie. And I was like, they know I'm here. I can't leave. There's only one other person. I have to be like, oops, sorry. Like phone died. Yeah, I stayed on for like five minutes and then I was just like, hi. You're nicer than me. I would have been like, oh, my phone died. Sorry. I was like, this is just, it's too uncomfortable. Uh, We're looking forward to doing that Um, and just have some good old friend time. (laughs) Good old friend time. I, you know, like, we're going to watch Dancing with the Stars together because mm-hmm. there's no Bachelor and there's no Tom Bergeron. We'll make do. Getting to talking about The Bachelor. <laughs> nice oh. segue there. I actually didn't mean to do that. But asking <laughs> for a friend is uh, straight from our DMs. Someone asked us, can you explain all the Cassie and Colton drama? So for those of you who don't watch The Bachelor series, just to give you a little quick update... Colton Underwood was The Bachelor in 2019. Uh, They filmed his season in the fall of 2018, and it started premiering in January, and it finished in what? What was that, like April, May? April, May, yeah. When they tend to end. Um, Or maybe, no, it ends in March, because in The Bachelorette usually starts in May. So, anyways. Yes, yes, okay. It doesn't matter. He's known for his iconic fence jump uh, after Cassie left when she was in the top three, and he chases after her. And I like how Chris Harrison, who's the host, just stands there, and he's like, can somebody please move this fence? You know that he was just asleep in his trailer with his, like, cucumber mask on, and someone was like, Chris, you gotta get up. Colton just jumped over a fence. I read that Chris does a lot of golfing when they're on the dates and stuff. Like, that's what he does when he goes to oh, these countries. He does. he goes golfing. And I'm like, he has the perfect job. He literally is on air for 20 minutes his whole He barely does anything season. anymore. And he gets paid millions. And I enjoyed his presence. And now he just does Everyone nothing. Everyone loves him. That's the thing. Like, I've yet like, to give meet the, Give like, the man ah. more to do. I, yeah, I know. And no one hates him. Like, I've yet to meet one fan who's like, oh, I really dislike Chris Harrison. Like, he's, he's the godfather mm-hmm. of Bachelor. Um, so anyway, so back to the Colton and Cassie drama. Um, he and Cassie left the show together, so they did reunite. But they were like, "We're going to date, but we're not going to get engaged," which kind of went against the way things usually go. I did read later on that 
the there's like rumors that the producers tried to force Cassie to leave because apparently the whoever's the bachelor bachelorette ranks the contestants every week Mm -hmm. for the producers like who's their favorite to least favorite and Colton figured out from this that's how they picked dates and so he never changed his rankings from week to week and so after week one he had Hannah G at number one and then he kept her at number one so they all thought he was gonna pick hannah g and not cassie so they were like oh we'll have cassie leave it'll be entertaining for the season if like she walks out on him and the top three causes drama but they didn't realize he she was really his number one and that's his number one why you had the fence jump and all this stuff um yeah that was a strange end of season season honestly the whole season was kind of boring leading up to that i didn't watch it live i watched it like after I was watching Bachelor in Paradise last year and all of the girls were from Colton season and I was like, I need to go back and rewatch this so I can have some context for why they are all the way that they are. And it was pretty boring, I gotta say. The girls itself, I felt like his cast was great though. Yes. Like there's a lot of people from his season that I really liked. But anyways, um, about one and a half-ish years later, so we're now in May of 2020, um, they announced on May 29th their breakup via Instagram. They had a bunch of pictures on both of theirs. It was a little bit similar, but different array. And Colton and Cassie basically said, like, we care about each other. Um, we hope to be friends. This has been hard, but we've broken up. I have always thought that they were never truly together. I always thought that, like, she wanted to be the bachelorette. Well, and yeah. so you could not, ne- like... It just never really seemed like there was a real connection to me. I always thought, and I mean this in the nicest way, that like they left together knowing that they could make money. Money from being together. And like he released his book and then he got COVID. Mm-hmm. And so then I felt like he wasn't ready. Like, you know, you can't be like, oh, I have COVID. And like she took care of him. So I still think they were like on friendly good terms yeah. in March um, when he got COVID. And I don't really know when they broke up from when they announced it. It's hard to tell. So this summer Bachelor franchise was doing like the greatest of all time seasons where they were going back and kind of doing a clip show of highlighting some of the seasons. And they'd also have like Zoom interviews with Chris Harrison, the host with different people. And they actually had Cassie on an episode. Chris Harrison really, in my opinion, he really probed her I thought he really tried to push it to her where he was trying to ask about the breakup and Cassie in my opinion did not give in at all she's like Colton's a great guy but you know it didn't work out I'm not going to talk about it I'm not going to talk about it I'm not going to talk about it and then like Chris Harrison even said like oh like do you think Colton will be mad if you say something do you not want to upset him and she still didn't really say anything no she's like no and smiled which I I I really thought that you know said a lot about who she is and her character and that you know they both said on their Instagram like oh we're not gonna really publicly discuss this but I feel like that's something people always say Mm -hmm. but she like really held to it to that and so I found that very admirable but then after that interview aired he got really upset Colton did yes Colton did and he like posted on social media that like she went against her word and that you know, like they said they weren't going to talk about it and she went ahead and did this interview. But I really thought... Which is ridiculous. she didn't do anything wrong. Like... She didn't say anything. 
Exactly. And then she came out after he made those comments and was set. You're trying to write like a new chapter for your book to add in, to be like an extra, like a new edition of his book that would talk about our breakup. So you're literally trying to monetize our breakup, like, and you're calling me out when I didn't yeah. say anything. And I thought that had a really valid point. Totally hypocritical. Exactly. And she didn't say anything. Thing, in my opinion wrong. yeah um she claims that when she did the interview she talked about her school and a lot of other stuff and that all they showed was about the breakup but i mean at the same time that's what people care about yeah that's what gets you good ratings like that is sad like you would hope people would want to hear about like your education but it's not what sells bachelor world that's not what's gonna yeah it doesn't sell so then in like what was it june july Colton is spotted with Lucy Hale, who's an actress. She's known for Pretty Little Liars. Yes, she was Aria. Um, she's been on a few other things too, but I feel like that's what she's best known for. And this is not the first time Colton has dated a celebrity. I think a lot of people forget he actually dated Allie Raisman before he was ever part of the Bachelor mm-hmm. franchise. And Allie Raisman is um, an Olympic gymnast. She was actually was in the 2012 and in the 2016 Olympics, and she won gold medals at both. Um, I think she's, I really love her separate from all of this. She's one of my favorite athletes. Um, and so I think he's always kind of been looking for fame. That's just mm-hmm. been my vibe, especially since like football didn't work out. He has had a hard time. Clout chaser. Yeah. He's had a hard time finding himself. So on August 11th, Colton went on reality. Steve's podcast. Um, it came out later, but reality. Steve has said they, a they um they recorded it on August 11th and you know Colton said like a lot of nice things about Cassie on the podcast he said like he was frustrated that she did this interview because he warned her this would happen but he said like she said a lot of nice things and she's like a really nice person and talked about and she he put put put, put her in a positive light in my opinion mm-hmm and so then that episode comes out. Um, he also talked about the show, the producers. He believes they're really manipulative. Um, talking about the interview that Cassie did, he said, Cass stayed extremely professional, extremely quiet about her breakup, which I was so happy and thankful for. I even texted her. I said, man, I appreciate it. Like, thank you. What bugged me was the fact that the show took advantage of her. Then, and like, Colton's always had like a very negative view about the producers since his season has come out and the manipulation behind part of it. And then Friday, September 11th, it came out that Cassie had filed a restraining order against Colton. And it has been temporarily granted and they have a court date for October. Uh, And Cassie has filed this restraining order uh, based on concerns of like potential domestic violence. uh, And she believes that he put a tracking device on her car and some text messages he sent her. And I feel like this goes beyond part of just like, I think we all like to know about breakups and drama. Like he said, she said, this is serious. Your safety is in danger. Like this is a whole new level. And And like she said, he's been like showing up at her home, her parents' home. Like that's, that's not cool. That's not okay. And Reality Steve even put out a statement that he apologized for having Colton on the episode. He said he feels that Colton came on the podcast with a certain agenda to paint him and Cassie in a certain light, but 
that's not very true based on the records that Cassidy submitted. Um, all these texts and creepy stuff that Colton was doing was taking place in August. He, you know, those little white tiles that like people glue to their phones, so they can find their phone or their mm-hmm. keys. Colton had like taped one under the bumper of her car so he could track her and she says that at all times. She says he's admitted to that. Like Cassie yeah. says that Colton has like confirmed that he did that. And he, like her brother, who I think is only 18, like spotted Colton outside their like family home at two in the morning. And he's filed, he's texted her, he's texted Cassie's sister, Michelle, he's texted the brother, he's texted her best friend, Linda. Using like an alias, right? Yes. And like, he's also confirmed that that was him. Yes. According to Cassie. And it's just a little, like, I think she just feels concerned for her safety. He, part of the screenshots that she included, allegedly um, state Because you're a selfish person who isn't ready to be loved. I spent two years loving you the best I could. And now I'm sitting here feeling like a fool. You've hurt me beyond words. I've always done nothing but be there for you. And you still disrespect me all the time. Um, Cassie respond, what did I even do? Two X, two question marks. And Colton allegedly wrote back, you hid things from me and been so shady. Hours later, he allegedly sent another text message which reads, I apologize for some of the things I said last night. I'm lost right now. I'm drowning. Um, Cassie also accuses Colton of watching her apartment. Uh, The filing stated that Colton admitted to his roommate and his roommate's girlfriend uh, that he goes on multiple walks a day past Cassie's apartment building. That's so weird um and then on july 27th cassie's friend kaylin who was also on the show um buying for colton's heart visited at her apartment um mr underwood somehow immediately knew and obsessively called and sent text messages to miss randolph about the visit miss randolph was startled that he knew who was coming in and out of her apartment and she felt like she was being watched and just goes on and, and there's like 20 pages on the internet and you can read all of these text messages. Um, and they just kind of get creepier and creepier. He goes, I'm sitting in my bed trying to fall asleep, wondering if the woman I'm madly in love with is having a good time with her ex. I have a million Ugh. questions and all of them. I don't know if I want the answers to my heart hurts a lot right now. And I miss my best friend, my lover, and the one person I never expected to lose. And I think, you know, we all think that, heartbreak is hard but this is this goes way too far um yeah this is like beyond like crossing a line so then after this comes out three days later many believe it's allegedly leaked from like colton's team his pr team that he and cassie were slated to do a reality tv show together about like their breakup where kind of film both of them separately, like moving on from the breakup. And uh, Cassie's sister, Michelle, who, side note, dates Greg Sulkin, who was the werewolf on Wizards of Waverly Place, stated that she believes that Colton is the one who leaked it because Cassie had pulled out of that before she 
Yeah, she says that like her whole family hasn't signed a contract or anything. Yeah, and she she pulled out of that before like she filed this restraining order and that like Colton is making it seem like they both pulled out when in reality it was just Cassie who pulled out and that she's also fame hungry and looking to monetize and like casting her in a bad light and changing what the story is about. And so like, while that is also something that's happening, I think more importantly is like, we need to take this restraining order seriously. Yeah. This is beyond just like bachelor drama. Like this is, there's been a lot of messy breakups that I feel like the tabloids have definitely like had fun with before, but there's never been something to this level. Mm-hmm. Cause the, like her safety is in jeopardy. Her family safety is in jeopardy. It it really is. And I I'm interested to see what happens in the months to come. I hope Colton can honestly sounds like he needs some therapy. Yeah. Um, hopes he can get the help that he needs and that they can both move on and you know, nobody gets hurt at the end of the day. I'm interested to see if they'll ever have either of them on another bachelor show. Probably not Colton. I could see Cassie going on Paradise. I'm sure it would be difficult for her to be on there without being forced to talk about this though. And that so I wonder true. if she would, like, be willing to go through that. That is true. I don't think they'd have them both on. No, Literally definitely not. Reasons. I mean, if she gets this restraining order, then... Yeah, they can't. D- d- definitely not. So it'll be interesting to see what happens, and I hope it all works out. Yeah. But moving into today's episode for our main interview, um, we're so excited to announce a Barty. Woo! Allie Bartholomew, better known as A. Barty or Barty, was studying information systems and accounting at the University of Alabama when her fun and hilarious tweets took off and she became a Twitter personality. Allie is a young professional from Colorado, but currently working and resides in Washington, D.C. Okay, so do you go by, do you go by Barty or A. Barty in your real life or just on Twitter? I definitely have friends call me like a Barty, Barty in real life. Like I have, especially like a lot of guy friends will call me Barty. Um, most people like obviously at work and I'm more in like a professional setting nowadays. So yeah, nobody's calling me Barty. Um, at work, it's funny. They actually started calling me like Allison, like very confidently. And I just like went with it for a year. Even like I've never gone by Allison in my life. And then like we were, we were at a happy hour. My roommate was there and everybody's calling me Allison. And she's like, what the fuck, what's going on right now? Why do they know you as Allison? And I just like, I'm just like not someone that confronts anybody. So like, I'm like, they just called me Allison and I just like went with it. Um, But yeah, in general, Allie, but yeah, Barty, whatever. I relate. Um, My Instagram handle is daddy mean because it's if you've switched the first two letters of my name. And so sometimes people in real life call me daddy and people who don't know are like, um, Interesting. What's that about? But okay. <laughs> You're like, cool, cool, cool. So, how long have you been on Twitter? All right. So, I was on Twitter, I think I got started like sophomore year of college. Um, sophomore year, I kind of like started taking off. I remember, and I distinctly remember I had like 7,000 followers, probably my sophomore year of college. And my roommate at the time would, whenever I was like talking to boys at the bar, she'd find them and like show them my Twitter and be like, you know, she's famous. And this is when I had like not that much of following, but they pretend to be impressed. So that was really nice, I guess. And then junior, senior year is when it really took off. Um, I think it was senior year. I did deactivate my account. Um, it was a big deal. I had like quite a bit of a following. I'm like, okay, I was kind of the starter of those sorority girl Twitters that I think 
that there's, you know, quite a few of us now. So senior year, I mean, I got a job working in the government. It's like, I don't know if this is going to fly too well. If I'm doing background checks and stuff, I don't know if they're going to love all of the musings of me on Twitter. And then I got back on, I think almost exactly a year ago, I've been back on. I couldn't stay away from Twitter for long. I love it. It's my forever guilty pleasure. Um, But yeah, that's how long I've been there. So you said you started noticing how, like, how quickly did you notice it blowing up after you joined? It was probably like a year, a year after I joined was like that I was big in the Alabama circle that I, I would tweet a lot of stuff that like Alabama kids would get. I tweet about football and stuff and that the, I'd have like semi, you know, like a couple hundred favorites maybe. And that was like a really big deal for me. And then I, after about a year or so, I was like, oh, I can just tweet about like basic stuff and a lot more people would relate to this than just like my very like niche tweets about Alabama um so yeah I started tweeting like basic stuff that a lot of girls could relate to and that's when it started like really taking off um and it was I think it was my junior year it was so weird where like my tweets would end up on BuzzFeed all the time and there was one that was in like Cosmo it would be on those like Snapchat stories where they'd like compile the tweets and I'd get them sent to me and I'd have no idea. Like they never, they don't reach out to you. They don't say anything. They just throw your tweet in there. Um, and yeah, I get them sent to me all the time where mom, my mom was like, I think you're in Harper's Bazaar, like homepage. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, okay. Like here I am. Um, so yeah, it was definitely weird. And yeah, and it, it was kind of overnight that just, I felt like you kind of gained traction. Like you have a few big tweets and they really just, gain traction so it's pretty cool but yeah yeah I think I found you when like Betches retweeted you or like posted about you on Instagram and I was like this girl gets it <laughs> yeah Betches they're they're a loyal follower of mine I love Betches we have had a very mutually symbiotic relationship because <laughs> so I love Betches but yeah they they favorite and like post quite a few of my tweets all the time which I definitely appreciate and, and they give me credit, which I definitely That's important. Yeah. <laughs> Very important. Yeah. I remember like someone told me about you because they were, I think it was in a sorority meeting because we were in the same sorority, but at different schools. And like, everyone needs to follow her. She's, she's an AOPI. Like we have to support her and her Twitter endeavors. And we were just like, okay, yeah, sure. Support like, sister. <laughs> whatever. Like, also love baby. <laughs> That's incredible. That is so amazing. Did you ever get in trouble though with like standards? For oh, any of your I, tweets? I was just to say like me, mom, my sorority. Well, I'm fairly liberal, um, which you can probably tell from my Twitter. And I think like the most trouble I got in was, I mean, I went to school at Alabama. There's definitely some more conservative people. Like I was in a sorority at Alabama. You're going to have some more conservative people. And I think that, I mean, I tweet stuff, especially around the election where it was Trump versus uh, like Clinton, um, in 2016. Yeah. It's like, oh my, that feels forever ago, um, <laughs> which is, pains me. Uh, so, and that I did get in like a little bit of hot water around that. Cause girls were like, she's offending us. And I was like, well, like, don't be racist. Like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like, sorry. Um, so yeah, that was like the main thing. I think I, I think our comp share, and I was like, friend, I live with our standards chair, so if that probably helps, where it would have been a very awkward standards hearing, um, where there's kind of a mutual understanding of like, you do your thing, we'll just, like, they're like, please don't 
you know, call, call out AOPI too many times. Um, and I think they kind of appreciated it and stuff, but yeah, I think the big thing was just, they're like, please don't get too political on there. Do you ever worry about like your job finding your Twitter? Oh yeah. Every day, (laughs) every day. I've, I've gone through a lot of effort to make it where you can't really like, and that's why, where I kind of came up with like the moniker of Barty that I'm like, all right, like, I don't want, I don't want my name tied to this. I don't want you to Google search Ali Bartholomew. And, and this pops up immediately that I do, I do have an effort of like, yeah, like if you're, if you're really digging, like you'll find it um, because yeah, my name's going to be linked to it always, but I do make a point. And I, and I do think a lot of people do this on Twitter where they kind of have a name that they don't really go up by on purpose. So then, yeah, like, cause I'm like, yeah, I don't want that to be the first search when you Google search my name. Um, but yeah, cause I'm like, I wouldn't love my, like sitting in an HR meeting and they're like, so what did you mean by this tweet? <laughs> and I'm like, all right, like it's a meme, but <laughs> yeah, I definitely, definitely worry about that every so often. It hasn't been a big problem. Um, but we'll cross that bridge. If it does happen, I'll keep you guys posted. Yeah. Fingers crossed. It doesn't. <laughs> yeah. As someone like you who has like a lot of followers, how do you deal with like the DMS that you get? I'm sure they're not all nice. I mean, I've nicely DM'd you before, but I'm sure they're not all nice. I was like, girls on Twitter are so nice. They are the nicest people. Yeah. I'm like, Aurora, you've sent me plenty of very sweet DMs. And well, and I'm thinking about starting a podcast and so many girls reached out to me like, oh my God, I'm so excited. Like I've looked up to you for years and like girls on Twitter are the most supportive human beings ever. Men on Twitter are demons that need to be shoved in a box and like lit on fire because like it's either like I mean like I have pretty big boobs like constant messages about that like constant um I've gotten like some guys that like live in DC that are pretty aggressive about going out with me and like where it's been very uncomfortable and then yeah like and then the reason I did get like a lot of bullying the first time I did have my Twitter it was when I did deactivate senior year, cause it was before sorry girl Twitter was really a thing. I got a lot of hate, um, towards the end of it where people were just sending like mean things about my weight, what I look like, just like various things about my appearance. And yeah. And it sucks. Like it really sucks to read that about where I'm like, you don't know me. Like you're, you see a photo of me. That's like that big. How do you, how do you know? Like what, what I really look like, what I am. Um, and yeah, people are like, you're annoying. Like you're, just various things about me and that like it it like hurts because you're like I'm a real person and now I'm a lot because at that point you know I was 20 years old uh and a little bit more mentally not fully stable any like as stable I'm like okay I've gone to therapy now I know who I am <laughs> you know, people sending me mean stuff doesn't bother me granted I'm not as big I'm not getting as much mean stuff I think people are like mm, maybe I don't get as much out of just like randomly cyberbullying someone as I'd like to. I did once, like, I think it was old row on Twitter. They just like sent out an army of people just like come attack me. And I was like, cool. <laughs> like here we are. It was oh like really God. funny. It was like kind of funny. Um, where I was just like, all right, well, this is happening, I guess. But yeah, you get some interesting DMs, some like kind of gross stuff that you're like, I, I don't want to see that. <laughs> Do you remember or know like the weirdest or most random like DM you ever got that like stuck in your mind? Like beyond just like the mean like haters out there, the 
a lot of requests for OnlyFans. Like, I think I could make a killing on OnlyFans. I think I should make an OnlyFans. Honestly, get that money. <laughs> get that money. I am not that confident. <laughs> um, I've thought about starting an OnlyFans. It's just like me wearing like a fishing hat, like yeah, and Crocs. Yeah. Just like someone's people. into that. I'm like, I'm like, could I just do like a feet pick OnlyFans? Yeah, um, oh, you totally could. Yeah, like there's so many. I feel like feet pics is the future. It's the future. So yeah, there's a lot. I've gotten a lot of requests for OnlyFans, and then uh, see, I, I don't know. I feel like I've like I've definitely gotten some like very graphic sexual ones, and I'm like, I don't want to repeat them out loud, and I've kind of rever- erased them from my mind. I'm like, yucky, gross. Um, but yeah, Ellie Schnitt, who also started off on twitter she like won't post pictures of her feet on instagram like she puts like emojis i've seen that that is really funny one of my friends from no, high school no free feet doesn't pics. even have like a following she blurs her feet in all of her pictures just as a that's joke so <laughs> that's really funny that's very funny she's like you don't get these for free have you ever connected with other like twitter sorority personalities like Ellie Schnitt or Alyssa yeah I've talked to Alyssa before I mean she went to Alabama so we've chatted like briefly a little bit and then do you guys know like Keely she lives in Seattle oh yeah I think I've seen some of her stuff yeah it's like we've we've chatted like quite a bit it's funny like I I actually I like kind of like quote tweeted one of her tweets like kind of shitting on her and I she she like came at me and I was like you know what I'm really sorry. Like what I said was messed up. Like, like, I think I was like in a bad mood and like, we became like great friends out of it. But I was like, I'm deleting this. Like that was like not called for at all. And we like talked out and like, she's an awesome person. Um, so if she ever listens to this shout out, um, but, uh, yeah, it's like, that's like the main one. I really have, haven't interacted like where I've joined like quite a few group chats, but I'm not someone that like hangs out with like a lot of big Twitter people um just because I'm not super into that I'm kind of like I'm doing my own thing I know um there are groups where they hang out do you see I do I do feel like I'm like there's not really too many DC people I'm also really bad at keeping up with DMs I'll be completely honest I'll respond to like two DMs and I'm like all right done for the day (laughs) (laughs) I'm exhausted do you feel like there's pressure to stick to like a specific niche of content? Like I know some people yes. who like they'll tweet about dating all the time and then they get a boyfriend and they're like, well, y'all don't like me anymore. So. Yes. I always joke. I'm like, I think single is like my brand. And I'm like, well, like, I can't get a boyfriend. Like what, what, what would I tweet about? Like, I don't think people are here to hear like for me to tweet about like stupid stuff. My boyfriend does where I'm like, well, I gotta stay single. Like, <laughs> like my Twitter followers will feel I've like betrayed them. Um, so I definitely think that. And then like where, and I did worry, especially like during all the black lives matter stuff and all of that. Like I did worry that I did kind of shift into more of like a serious gear for a while where I was like, I don't want to be tweeting, you know, especially in the month of June, I really tried to be dedicating to like, all right, this is, we really need to put this at the forefront of stuff. And that's like been the only time that I've been like, okay, like it, it's time to shift gears. Cause yeah, there, there have been other times I'm like, Oh, I feel like I should be more serious. Like this is a serious issue, but yeah, people on, tw- you know, people on Twitter, like they, they come, they expect a certain thing out. Like you, you create a persona. And I think people expect they're like, they expect Barty. They don't want 
serious life advice <laughs> or like me to talk about like serious issues that are happening. Yeah. And I did, I did really appreciate that. Like when I did pivot to really focus on black lives matter and like um, I did like a fundraiser where people donated money, where we were able to get some matching and like people were really fired up about it. So that was really cool to see. Um, but yeah, in general, I'm like, people, people don't love you shifting away from the norm. Did you get any backlash? I'm sure for posting about Black Lives Matter and raising money. Yeah, yeah. people, people were just like, where, and especially my friend, like guy friends at Alabama would be like, oh, like, yeah, okay, Black Lives Matter, you know, because like they're all Republicans, they love Trump, and they're guys that I don't really interact with much anymore, <laughs> um, because I'm like, it, it, yeah, it's just like eh, all lives matter, that kind of crap that. And in general, I think people know that, like, I think at this point, even people that are, like, fairly conservative, like, they're still, like, they're riding the Black Lives Matter train. I think we've gotten to the point that most people know, like, okay, racism is bad. Like, we need to care about this. Um, I hope. (laughs) I'd like to think. But, yeah, so I I wasn't getting, like, horrible backlash. I was worried especially like my parents are pretty conservative that I was like, Oh God, they're going to be, and they tend to make some comments here and there. And they were pretty, they were actually very, very supportive of everything. Cause my parents are traditionally, they've made some questionable comments here and there that I'm like, all right, don't love that for us. Um, but yeah, in general, people were pretty supportive. I didn't get too much bubble back there. Well, that's good. Yeah. No, I was like, I was glad to see that. Yeah. And then like anytime somebody would like, for people that would that like reply to my tweets that and like say like racist or like homophobic things, I'm like, you guys are very brave because I've got a small army that'll <laughs> come attack you. Like, I don't, I don't even need to do anything. I've got plenty of people who will do it for me. And yeah, I'm like, you are so brave. For yeah, like what kind that. of confidence you must have to have to do <laughs> like, that? To just feel like, yes, here, let me say something obscene. And I, and I want everybody to see it because I'm like, it's one thing to DM me that I'm like, okay, whatever. I'll just delete it. But I'm like to comment. I'm like, that's bold, sir. Like you could get doxxed if you're not careful. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, you got your full name. You got your photo. I'm like, and I'm like, my followers are smart. They could probably find your house if they wanted to. Simple white pages search. You got everything. Yeah. yeah. Why like, risk it all? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you are very brave. <laughs> but not good. Not in a good way. <laughs> not in a good way. Let me clarify that. Yeah. So speaking about like kind of like having a following and sort of being, you know, slightly known on the Twitter sphere, how does this affect like your dating life or meeting guys? Just because, you know, I feel like before we all go on a date, we all like Google search everything we can about this person. And we act like we don't know it when we get there. But like, do they bring it up? Do you casually slip it in? Like, how many dates do you wait to be like, oh, I'm kind of on Twitter. I've I've actually joked about that, that like, I'm like, so like, how many dates do I wait to say like, I've got a Twitter personality, you know, like I said, a date three conversation. Um, I, I'm like, oh dear God, if they find my Twitter, it's game over. <laughs> like, then I'm like, I hope, I hope either there's someone who's never heard of the internet ever, or they're, they already know about my Twitter and they know what they're getting into beforehand. Cause I'm like, I'm probably going to tweet about you. Sorry for, you know, if you're going out with me, I'm probably going to tweet about you. 
I did have like, this is really funny. I, I went out with, well, a guy, I was like supposed to get dinner with this guy and he calls me, which is very weird. And I'm like, Hey, like, what's up? Like, why are you, why are you calling me? It's 29. At this point it was 2019. Like, why can't you just text me? Um, we never met before. It was like a bumble date. And he's like, hi, I'm going to be honest. Like, I know a lot about you. And I'm like, oh no. I'm like, I know where this is going. And he's like, yeah, I've been keeping up with your Twitter for a while. Oh, no. So we didn't, we didn't ever hang out. <laughs> like, I deleted that number very shortly. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Don't want to hang out with you ever again. So that was like pretty uncomfortable. I have had like like on my hinge for like my two truths and a lie, I do have like, I forget. I think it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm one of sex. I'm Twitter famous. And I forget what my lie is. And then, so guys are always like, Whoa, you're Twitter famous. And, I, and I'll be like, yeah, I, I was. Don't try to find my Twitter now. <laughs> it's gone. On the present tense. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone. Um, yeah. So yeah, my mom is always like, dear God, if any boy you're dating finds your Twitter, they're going to be so hurt. <laughs> but I don't, I'm not like mean on Twitter, I don't think. But I think they just do. Do your parents this. follow you on Twitter? Oh, my dad is my number one fan. <laughs> which, <laughs> which is, yeah, always shocks people. Like my, my, in college especially, people are like, oh, like, are you worried about your parents finding your Twitter? And I'm like, my father, I was once flying home from Alabama and I find him at the um, luggage carousel and he's walking around to random people who look like they go to Alabama and asking if they, like he's holding up his phone and asking if they follow my Twitter. <laughs> he's like announcing that he's my dad and being like, do you, do you know a Barty in the USA? Like that's my daughter. He's very proud. That's a true supporter. Should, <laughs> I'm like, I should Maybe get him he a just shirt. the clout, you know? Oh no. He like, my dad is a clout chaser. <laughs> I need to like get him a shirt like a Barney's dad he would love it he'd probably wear it every day but yeah my mom she's like maybe I'm stick away from certain subjects but she likes it too that's so funny yeah no it always shocks people they're like yeah I'm like I don't know didn't think uh, me tweeting about my dating life and sex life would you know be <laughs> my dad would be really proud of that but here we are it's a nice plot twist also, I feel like you call men out a lot on, like, some of the stuff that, like, I feel like, especially, like, millennials and, like, Gen Zs go through in, like, the dating life. And so I feel like you're not just like, oh, I'm taking this. You're like, hey, this isn't cool. Like, we all deserve more respect. Deserve so better. from, like, that aspect, it's not like, you know, it's just kind of, like, sticking up. You're, like, sticking up for yourself. And, like, for, I feel like a lot of us who go through a lot of this the same things. I mean, your Twitter's relatable because we've all been like, yeah, this guy ghosted me for three days. And then it's like, Hey, when I come over at two in the morning and you're like, no. Yeah. And I, and I, yeah. And like, that was like a lot of my goal of just like, let's not tolerate this. Like I, I have so many girlfriends that like, they're like, Oh, he hit me up, but like, I haven't spoken, you know, like we haven't spoken in two weeks and he hit me up and it's like, don't tolerate that. <laughs> like he doesn't like you. Um, yeah, and I, and I hope, yeah, people reading my Twitter are like, oh, yeah, haha, yeah, I should block his number. Like, go find a new man. Hinge and Bumble exist for a reason. Expand the roster. Do you have a favorite dating app? I love Bumble. Just because I, like, Hinge, I, I'm a big, like, I'm just, whenever I'm bored, swiping. Hinge, to me, I feel like I get, like, weird dudes on Hinge that are, I don't know, and I like Bumble, there's a little bit more mystery, like, 
and and I love making the first move. I love sending weird stuff. Like I've been sending like I sent like and um I, I'm trying to think. Oh man, I used to send um hi. So I'm just looking for something casual. Um I was hoping like we could go grab lunch and then like maybe we can look for engagement rings after. And that was a big hit. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um and then I'd for a while I'd said, okay, fine, I'll be your girlfriend. That was a big hit. Um, <laughs> I like being just like super aggressive and making guys uncomfortable on Bumble. Cause I'm like, not going to, you know, dating apps are very hit or miss. I'm like, I've only, but they're fun. I've met some great guys on Bumble and Hinge. What I don't like about Hinge is when a guy just likes, he just likes it, doesn't actually send a message. I'm like, you're telling me I put all this effort into these responses and you've got nothing to say not one comment not one question one okay i do also like that bumble it expires after 24 hours so like you gotta move fast Mm -hmm. like you gotta go because hinge i mean me and my roommate were like we've got just like like all these hinge matches that have just been sitting there (laughs) like that i'm like i don't know like i'm never gonna message you you're just chilling there where i'm like bumble it's like all right not gonna decide after like six months like you know what i think i've changed my mind I actually like some nights I'm like, I'll get like really drunk. And I'm like, all right. No, Ryan from uh, eight months ago, he's actually looking <laughs> kind of cute now. <laughs> you know, it's that a change sad of night when you're, you're going into the like ch- hidden chats. on end. So you are thinking of starting a podcast. Yes, I am. Um, and you said it's going to be about like adult things that you weren't taught. Yeah. Yeah. Like the whole concept. Yeah. Just like adulting. Um, yeah, uh, we've actually, I've had a girl that, like, we've set up somebody to just talk about, like, student loans, like, how to pay them off, how to increase your savings. Some girl is coming on to talk about, like, building a resume and just, like, job hunting in general. I really want my sister to come and talk about, like, being um, just various things with, like, family stuff. I think that would be fun to get her on that. Um, but, yeah, just, like, talking about all this stuff in postgrad that nobody really explains to you. Yeah. You're just expected to know, like, what, what is a 401k? Um, all that kind of stuff. Versus an IRA. <laughs> yeah, because I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. So my goal is that I'm getting, I'm pulling all these people. I'm like, all right, you know a lot about this. And then we get it and get it hopefully a little bit comical, a little bit less mundane than, like, your company presentation on, like, okay, here's – your stock options. Cause I don't pay attention to that. Yeah. Cause I've watched um, that and I still don't get it. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. So that's the concept there. We are hopefully launching that in the next few weeks. My like co-host, she's based in New York. So she's like, let's just, why don't you come to New York and film? I'm like, this doesn't seem fair. <laughs> like you come to DC. So we're, we're at an impasse right now, but it's in the development phases. What's like the most significant thing that you feel like you weren't told about like post-grad? Oh God, how to make friends. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's our perp. That's always our problem. Yes. <laughs> yeah. How to, like that, and I feel like I talked to so many people that like, unless you moved, because like, unless you went to Alabama, like, or my friends that went to University of Alabama, they, well, a lot of my girlfriends live in New York where I, I did get like kind of sad. I was in New York Labor Day weekend and all of my really good girlfriends like they all live in New York and I'm like oh wow it would have been nice to move to a city and already 
have a group versus I moved to DC and I didn't know anyone. And I was like, Oh, I'll do it. You know, I can, I'm a friendly person. This will be fine. And they don't explain to you. Like it's hard. There's not, yeah. Like you make some work friends, but yeah, it's harder than you think. And even like, yeah, you can be super friendly, super outgoing, and it's still definitely challenging to find, like make those meaningful relationships after college. Cause you're just like not seeing people frequently. Um, so definitely, but I think that's like a big thing. Yeah. I, I feel wish. like everyone I talk to is like, yep. Um, I don't know how to make friends anymore now that I don't have classes <laughs> with people. Yeah. Literally. I, I think it's super hard now, like even in, especially right now, <laughs> quarantine and pandemic. But I remember before that, like after I graduated, I went on like Bumble BFF. Cause I was like, Oh, I'll meet friends there. And there was like this 25 year old girl. And I was like, Oh, she's only three years older than me. And she's like, yeah, I have four kids. And I was like, we, we are not in the <laughs> no. same place in life. We're not like, in the same place. Me, me and my room, my old roommate were like, should we get on Bumble BFF? Or like, is that weird? Is that cool? Like we don't, yeah, we don't know. Like we, yeah, they literally, <laughs> there needs to be like a, a more normal app for making friends. Yeah. Cause I've met people from Bumble BFF and like, I am still like friends with some of them. That's but, awesome. Yeah. That's really I like awesome. had a way better experience than a lot of people I've talked to actually, but it is really weird swiping. I'm like, I'm not, this is weird. Like Cause on dating apps, you're swiping based on like appearance for a lot of it. Yeah. But like, I can't tell from what someone looks like if we're going to be friends. Like it doesn't work the same way. Yeah. Cause so I didn't weird. get any matches on Bumble BFF. And I was like, no one wants to be oh my, my friend. I was like, that hurts way more than getting no right? matches oh my God. on a dating app. When a girl on Bumble BFF goes to you, I'm like, damn, this isn't even about how I look. This is about my That's personality. My like, how do you <laughs> casually tell somebody like, I don't want to hang out with you anymore. Like, this isn't working. This isn't, yeah, like, like, it has nothing to do with the romantic level. It's like, platonically, there's nothing here. Yeah. And, and like, yeah. And you can't be like, cause I feel like when you're dating a guy, it's easy to be like, you know, like you're cool. You're super awesome. Just not like, don't think like the spark is there. You can say that. Like you can say that to a friend, like, yeah. Like, Oh yep. Super cool. Don't think we have the chemistry I'm looking for. Like, yeah. Yeah. This girl ghosted me and I was like, okay, listen, we both don't have friends. And you're telling me you don't even want to hang out with me until you find friends? Like, that hurts. Yes, yeah. <laughs> brutal. That hurts. It definitely hurts. Yeah, no, I couldn't get any matches on Bumble BFF. So I guess, I don't, well, I didn't like, I don't know. I don't know if I needed to make a, a better profile. I don't know. You should have been like, like just check style, my Twitter. Like, <laughs> You'll understand. Yeah, you we'll should get along. Like, follow me on Twitter. We'll be great. I, I have made a few friends, um, actually like friends, like in DC that they've DM me on Twitter and we've hung out. So that's been kind of that's fun. Cool. I do appreciate that. Um, that like we've gone out and gotten drinks. So that, that I do appreciate where I'm like, again, girls on Twitter, magical creatures. Lovely. You guys yes. keep doing you. Men on Twitter, de- delete your Garbage. accounts. <laughs> <laughs> that's where all the problems are. Okay. So we do this like game on our episodes. So it's called not like other tweets. Um, so how it works is we'll read you three stories from Twitter, except one of them is not real. Okay. Okay. I'm excited And you have for to this. tell us which one's the not real one. Okay. I'm very excited for this. Number one, lottery winner claims jackpot in scream mask so his relatives don't recognize him. Number two, Taylor Swift's stalker sentenced to 30 months in prison. 
And number three, Tom Bergeron speaks out, will never return to Dancing with the Stars. Which one's fake? Okay, I feel like the lottery one is, is real. I could definitely see that. I feel like I've seen that. I, I, I really think I've seen that. You're probably sitting there like, nope, that's a fake one. You're full of it. Um, but uh, I think Taylor Swift is fake. The Taylor Swift one's fake. All right. Well, that one's real. Her stalker was sentenced to 30 months in prison for harassment, stalking, and making disturbing threats to Taylor and her teams wow. for the past two years. You want to wow. make another guess? Do you want to make another guess based on the other two? <laughs> is it the lottery winner? Is that one the fake one? No, that one's <laughs> that real. That one's real. <laughs> <That's> real. <laughs> but yeah. Okay, which is, for, well, I think it's honestly genius, though. I'm a big fan of that, I, honestly. Because well, I was like, I could, I have, I'd do it. No, I, I don't think I'd do it. Actually, if my family's listening, I wouldn't do that to you guys, but I'd probably do it. <laughs> I just feel like everyone in your life, like it's not even for like my family not to know, but just like any random person in your life, I feel like would be like, oh, can I get this much? Can I get this much? And it's like, you don't want to say no, but also you don't want to say yes to everybody who asks you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yes. The Tom Bergeron tweet was fake. Wow. Okay. He has not said that he has not said anything about whether or not he would return to Dancing with the Stars. Oh, okay. I'll be honest. I don't know who Tom Bergeron is. Is he? He was the host of... Of America's Funniest Home Videos, right? Yeah, and then he did Dancing with the Stars for like 15 oh, years. Yes, okay, now it's Tyra. And then, yeah, okay, they replaced yes, him I with know. Tyra. But Maddie and I are avid Dancing, with the, avid Dancing with the Stars watchers, and Tyra was terrible. I'll say it. I, it was so annoying. She did not a, add she anything. Because she did America's Got Talent, didn't she? And she wasn't great I, on yeah, it. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Yeah, she was like briefly on, yeah. Mm-hmm. And apparently that did well, not go well either. Yeah. My my dad is also an avid fan of Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> so maybe I'll have him chat with you guys next. Would love he to hear his opinions. To be Tyra. Yeah, no, my dad. Tyra. I could see that. I feel like she should have stayed. In uh, America's Next Top Model. That, she did great there. That's what she was meant for. Well, thank you for playing. Also, before you go, we do have one question, final question. Do you consider yourself a Gen Z or a millennial? I, I think I tweeted this once. I consider myself, because I am the middle child of six, I am like, ah, oh, and I happen to be the middle child of <laughs> millennials and Gen Zs, where like my two younger siblings are for sure Gen Z, where I think I lean more towards millennial because um, my siblings that are Gen Z, they s- say things that I'm like, I, I, that's not English and I don't know what you're saying. Um, I haven't, I feel like the more I use TikTok though, the more I'm assimilating into Gen Z culture and I'm understanding everything that they're saying. Um, I do think like Gen Zers, like true Gen Zers are just not human beings. Like all their dancings and stuff. I'm like, you're in like, they're so beautiful. And like Gen Z, like Gen Z is just like such a beautiful generation. I'm like, what happened to us? I'm like, I didn't look like that in middle school. Like not look like that at 15. I wore plaid Bermuda shorts in sixth grade. Like I had glasses and a fully zipped up hoodie. And yeah, slicked well, back and like hair. I had glasses and braces until I was 17 years old. Like I was not an attractive teenager. Uh, yeah, and 
it, yeah, it's just interesting. So I'm like, I, 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 I guess I identify as a more of a millennial, but I definitely switch. I don't think I, I don't think I can go with full Gen Z. I feel like I'd feel like, you know, like the senior that shows up to like your sorority events. <laughs> like, or like goes back to visit high school during winter break. <laughs> yeah. Like that's how I'd feel like identifying as like a Gen Zer. Like, yeah, sure, but like not really. <laughs> Yeah. I feel that. I don't know. That's a great, oh that's God. a great way of putting it. <laughs> yeah. Don't fully fit in, but it's like not like unacceptable, I guess. Thanks so much for yeah. doing this. It was great. Well, thanks for having me. With you. This is super fun. Yes. No, this is super fun. I was really excited when you reached out to me, Aurora. I was like, oh my God, that's so fun. Um, feel free to follow me at a Bardi in underscore in the USA on Instagram and then postgrad Bardi is postgrad underscore Barty on Twitter, or you can just search Barty and I think it just pops up on Twitter. So yeah, Not a lot of Barty's out, out there. there. So <laughs> yeah. yep, that's another win of the moniker. <laughs> well, that's our show for this week. We hope you all enjoyed. Hope you had as much of a good time as we did. And um, be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Follow us at Cultural Reset Pod on Instagram. Send us a DM if you have a question or email us at culturalresetpod at gmail.com. For our upcoming episode, Maddie and I will be talking about friendship a little bit. So if you have any questions on friendship or long distance friendship, send them to our DMs and we'll try to answer some of your questions on the show. Yeah. So on that note, Cultural Reset reminds you to please wear a mask when you leave the house. And ta-ta for now. 